Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like Hello and welcome to another episode of the Drop Goal Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by former Manly Seagulls and Cronulla Sharks player, as well as international representative of the Samoa rugby team. He's known as one of the nicest guys in rugby league. This is Casper Tiger star himself, Jesse Senna Lafayre. Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? What's up, bro? I'm good, thank you. Just chilling on a, on a Sunday morning, but yeah. um, very, very well. Right, so it's good to hear you out, uh, and I'm pleased we could get you on the show. Uh, so before we get into the real questioning, uh, how would you rate this season with the Castleford Tigers based on performances from yourself and the team? Yeah, it's a, obviously it's difficult for everybody um, this year, but um, you know it's fair to say that we, we didn't really um, reach our potential yeah. that we should have this year, um, whether that's caused by COVID and and performances not being at its best. But, um, mm. yeah, we, we certainly didn't reach the goals that we wanted to, and um, that's probably the disappointing part. But um, in, in a whole, I think um, our club as a small town and, and what we can control with the rules and regulations, I, th- I thought we, we stuck together as best as we could. Um, not being able to go to training on certain days and only certain hours of the day you're allowed to be together our brotherhood is massive at Cast and our brotherhood is the reason why we, we, we win games and why we're so successful. So, um, you know, taking that away from us is, is like yeah. taking our heart and our soul, you know, that, that makes us strong yeah, through, through tough times and the good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't want to use that as an excuse, but, um, yeah, this, this year's, um, there's some good to take out of it, obviously. Yeah. And, um, obviously the, it's just, um, disappointing on where we finished up. Yeah, so unfortunately, Casford did not make the playoffs this year. Uh, I think they finished eighth or ninth. Uh, and although the squad did show a few, yep. uh, a few glimmers of hope, uh, it unfortunately wasn't meant to be this year. Uh, what improvements do you think Cass would have had to put in place in order to make the playoffs this year? Um, just having um, you know, a consistent team out. Yeah every um, weekend, week out. Um, I, I think <laughs> everyone's probably got their own story, but I, th- I, I, I can't remember the, you know, how many times we put the same 17 players out. Yeah. Or like um, every captain's run for nearly seven weeks, we, we lost a player or something oh. happened during because of COVID or track and trace or, you know, something like that will happen. It, like literally six weeks in a row. And um, it become a normal for us, you know, that yeah. someone was not able to play or someone had to stop or, you know, but um, yeah, if we could get the same team out consistently, um, that, that could have helped. And um, just coming after lockdown, if we just picked up where we left before lockdown, because we were flying, yeah. you know, it, it yeah. would have helped as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So before lockdown, like, like you said, you were a very good team. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the same question as I asked most players at the start of each episode. Uh, growing up as a young lad, at what age did rugby league come into your life? Um, probably rugby league came into my life when I moved to Australia. In New Zealand, I watched a lot of um, the All Blacks. Yeah. And I was um, inspired by guys like John Olomu, Tango Umanga, and uh, you 
uh, the All Blacks was the, the the thing you wanted to be when you you lived in New Zealand. Definitely, but um, yeah. yeah, probably rugby league. Um, I started watching you know NRL now when I got to Australia. So I'll say it, it really it got. I really found rugby league as a a thing where I knew I could make it professionally when I hit the age of 14, 13. But before right. that, um, rugby league is something that I did because everyone else was doing. And yeah. I always watched my uncles play, leaving out of the country, and I wanted to know why they can go on the airplane and I can't. So rugby yeah. league was the ticket. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so as a young lad down under, rugby as a whole is a big thing. Uh, I believe you played your junior rugby for the Penrith Rivers Rugby League Club. Uh, did you know from an early age that playing yeah. rugby as a career is what you wanted to do? Um, at an early age, I, I seen rugby as, as, as like my PlayStation. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a PlayStation yeah. growing up. So rugby league was, you know, going outside and playing with my cousins or, mm. you know, and on the weekends I knew freaking on Saturday I'm going to play a game. So it's some, I'm getting out of the house. So it was, it was yeah. fun for me, you know, play with my mates. Um. The, the moment I knew I was going to go professional was probably when I made my first rep team at the age of 17. Okay. Um, I thought, nah, this is it. This is, I think this is, this is what's going to pay the bills when I get older and I'm, I'm going to do anything it takes to, to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I love, I love rugby league and I love what I do and yeah, I love, I love the ups and downs about it, yeah. you know, but it is tough. It is tough. It isn't easy, but, um, yeah, if it was easy, everyone would be a rugby player. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and growing up, were there any other sports that caught your interest? Yeah, man, in school, I played touch, Oztag. Um, I even tried to play chess, <laughs> um, table tennis, anything. Oh, in school, man, I'll, I'll play anything, eh? Handball. Um, yeah. yeah, like, um, I, I love sport, you know. Even athletics was probably one of my um, my favourite part of the year. Um, athletics, carnivals and that. And, um if you, if you came first, second or third, you got to go to the next step. So uh, <laughs> I always try to make make the next level so I could get a couple of days off school. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, love love sport, love salmon cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, salmon cricket is a lot different to the normal. We salmon. I think they just thought, oh, we'll make our own game up. So yeah. our bats are like up to your hip height. Um, right. You can only hit two points or one. Yeah. And um, there's twenty versus twenty. So yeah. wow. So after being signed by the Penrith Panthers, you also represented the Panthers NYC team throughout 2008 and 9, scoring 15 tries in 38 games. Uh, whilst playing for the NYC competition, did you feel as though you were ready to make a step up in your career and play at the highest level of league, or did this come later on? Yeah, 100%. I, uh, at that time, I was, I was aiming to play first grade. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. That's all I wanted to do. So I wanted to play well in the 20s and then um, make my debut. But mm-hmm. um, like like anyone anyone would know, if 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 you're in the Penrith system, they probably have the best juniors in the world. Yeah. And um, to, to to get a crack in first grade at Penrith, it's it's tough. And um, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I had to take a a step back in my rugby career to go two steps forward. So I had to oh, go right. and play in um, reserve grade and Bundy Cup. You know, yeah, yeah. and then um, yeah, I wasn't full time. Yeah, I wasn't full time, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I got a crack and I got opportunity to to go full time at Penrith after yeah, um, a grand final game, and then mm. um, yeah, ended up at Manly, and then the rest is history. That's class. 
Uh, so you're an established prop slash second rower in recent years with the cast squad, but earlier on in your career, were there any other positions you enjoyed playing? Yeah. As a young kid, I was like a fat, big fat kid. <laughs> so I played front row for ages. And then yeah. as I got... As I got older, I lost a lot of heaps of weight. So, you know, in the 20s, I was playing centre and then I was playing back row lock. And then after after 20s, I ended up playing a bit of um, centre fullback for, for Bundy Cup. You yeah. Know? And then, um, to, yes, I was a centre. And then, Penef, I mean, mainly signed me as a centre. Yeah. So I went over as a centre and, and I ended up debuting as a front row, a prop. So yeah. they said, can you play proper? So I play anything to play first grade. So I ended up playing prop and then I was prop for the next five years and then I come to Cass and then Pally put me in the back row and I've really found my feet and I really enjoy back row now so just competing for back row all the time yeah but um yeah have a little stints in the middle but yeah that's great uh so in 2013 like you said you joined the Manly Seagulls where you made your NRL debut where you came off against uh you came off the bench as an interchange in a 22 to 14 win against the Brisbane Broncos what was it like pulling on the Manly shirts and making your professional NRL debut? I probably had the weirdest debut ever. Yeah. Um, one, it was away from Western Sydney. So mm. to get to Brisbane from my year, I got a fly on a, you know, about a two hour flight yeah. to get to Brisbane. And uh, my family come up and honestly, I was on the bench the whole game and I only played three minutes and 45 seconds. So I got in for the last three minutes and 45 seconds and, and just the, mm. the whole week was built up, you know, you, you wait, you literally wait in 70, yeah. 70 minutes to get on. But um, yeah, I didn't play first grade again until the next year, round one again. Yeah. So like, you know, when, when people talk about being patient and stuff like that, I had to wait a long time, you mm. know, and at 23 is pretty old to debut as well. So no, yeah. it, it was an awesome experience, but um, it, it it's like um, it's like a it's like a drug. Like you, you get a little bit of first grade, and, and you want more, so you want to keep yeah. playing. And um, that's how I felt. I, I couldn't get another opportunity to play again, but I, I knew mm. I played three minutes. So um, yeah. yeah, just had to stick at it. But it was it was awesome just to know that I could do it. And through what I went through to to get a game was awesome. And to think that some people don't even play a game, and I got three yeah. minutes. I was grateful. Yeah. But um, yeah, I end up playing a bit more later yeah definitely so like you said you didn't play any more nrl games uh, and you spent most of your year representing the nsw cup team um was it a letdown knowing that after just your first nrl debut that instead you'd be spending the rest of the year in the nsw cup yeah i didn't really think like that when i got put back down um they signed tom simons just yeah. after my debut. So Tom Simons came straight into the team and I dropped out. But at that time, I still had like a, a thing inside me saying that like, oh, I'll play again. I just need to play good down here and yeah. get called back up. And, um, you know, when I look back now, that, that one year of, of not playing freaking made it better for me that next year because I played every game. Yeah. So, um, you know, like at the time, um, I, was, I was frustrated and, and I really wanted to play first grade, but then when I look at the bigger picture now, like that, that one year in first grade just gave me that little bit of edge for the next year to, to, to be more successful and, and to be better as a person mentally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and was there any other particular reason as why you didn't play any more NRL games that season? Or was it like you said, the Seagulls squad just had too much depth for you to break in? 
yeah, you got to remember we, we we made grand final that year too for yeah. Seagulls. So um, yeah, yeah, and I had a few injuries and that, but man, injuries and and stuff like that happen. And um, if you don't put yourself, you know, in 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 the right place at the right time, the rugby league's a bit like that. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah. at that time, um, they just happened to sign a a, a good player, Tom Simons. Yeah. The team was flying. Um, it's always hard to get into a team that's winning every week. Mm. So, um, yeah, but at the same time, man, like, um, I was still hungry to play and I still wanted to be in that team, but, um, it's definitely during, during those tough times, I think that's when your character comes out Definitely. and, um, we call it, you know, everyone wants to be at the mountaintop, but no one wants to go through the valley and that was the yeah. valley for me. Definitely. So in 2014, you were selected for the Seagulls Auckland nine squads. Uh, how different is the format of the Nines tournament compared to the average rugby league game? And is it a concept you'd like to be implemented into Super League? Um, the the concept of the game it's it's, it's a lot a lot more space. And yeah. <laughs> um, you feel like you're alone a lot, and it's fast. Mm. But um, yeah, um, the game coming over here, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, we we have a lot of things over, in place over. here here where where we, we we could probably use better because you know we've got championship that have fans that are sometimes bigger than super league yeah um, yeah you know fans so i don't know if we you know like if, if super league had a nines like what about championship because yeah, i think yeah. championships will have a good go at it as well so it, it's a lot harder over here where in, in australia there's only nrl teams and that's yeah it. that's yeah. why it's good but um you know what I mean? So mm. I know, I think um, if it came to the Super League, it would have to be run a bit different. Um, yeah. But um, certainly you got to get them champion teams in, involved somehow because they have big fan base and might have to be like a magic weekend type of thing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be class. So in the 2014 season, you also represented the Samoan international team. Uh, you played off the bench in Samoa's 32-16 to win against Fiji. What was it like to represent your origins and your culture at an international level? Yeah, look, there's, it's hard to explain in words the feeling and the vibe of of, of uh, representing yourself, firstly, yeah. and your, your beliefs and, and your culture and stuff. And um, mm. you know, it 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 really it really touches you um, when when you think about it after. Because when you're in it, it's just everything's so cool and happy, and emotions are high, and and because we won, like yeah. our, our country was proud. So just to to hear the love from the people, um, you know your 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 granddad and 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 people in your family text you and say you know do our country proud, and and Samoa's yeah. and your little little country. So and we got to go back in the world um, in the four nations, and we got to see the people and meet yeah. them. Yeah. So, like, just to know what they do every day, and then for them to give up their time to come and watch us, you know, the eighty mm. minutes that that, that that means a lot. And yeah. to know that I'm representing my granddad, my grandma, and their villages, um, mm. yeah, you can't get better than that. Yeah, definitely. So, not so long after re representing Samoa, you signed a new two-year contract with the Sea Eagles. Did you feel that after representing Samoa at international level, you should now be given the chance to pl uh, to start regularly in the top tier? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I thought I was going to start the first round of of two thousand and fifteen, but um, Jeff Tuvey at the time just thought I was a better impact player coming yeah. off the bench for us. So 
I just had to do my job. And um, yeah, I wish I did get to start in, in, in NRL. I wish I did. But I think for, for the team and for what I was good at, I think um, that's why I was on the bench. And I had to bring that sting and that energy. And yeah, I was I thought I was um, thought I was good at that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so in the 2014 season, you played 25 games in which you scored your first NRL try in a manly 32-10 win against the Bulldogs. Uh, what was it like to score your first try in the NRL? Yeah, freaking, I think um, I got a rap because I played the ball and then I ended up scoring a try. So yeah. um, the coach was saying, like, you don't see that much these days. But um, <laughs> no, it was awesome just to, you know, the, the senior group back there was was like um, Anthony Watmo, Steve Maddai and... You know, and 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 Kieran Forum and stuff like that. But you know, when to 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 get your team up in a game and to hear guys like that say, you know, awesome stuff and like in little, just little compliments. You know, gives you yeah. a big boost. Definitely. And, um, yeah, just I think the try was awesome, but I think it was the feeling I got from the fans and and also from my own teammates to to know that I, I add, added something to the team. That that's the best feeling. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so at the end of the season, you're also once again selected for Samoa uh, in the Four Nations. What would you say needs to be done in order to expand the international bubble from the Australia, New Zealand uh, and England side of things? <laughs> uh, there's so many things that we could do. And um, uh, I just I just wish there was another comp. So yeah, we got NRL, we got Super League, but then there's, that's it, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. been like that for years. For for, for 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 I can't remember like since I knew the game. I always knew there was only two comps. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Maybe that Toronto, you know, in America, around there could could have been the ticket to to reach out. Yeah, and um, that could have been something where it could have grew into an maybe an American comp that us mm. players can also have a choice to play it. But um, I definitely want to see the game grow. And um, I'll be interested in, in knowing what they're going to do and how they're going to grow it. Or is the game going to be the same like this in 10 years' time? And I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone wants the game to expand. Uh, so in 2015, you decided to sign a two-year contract with Cronulla Sharks, which would see you have a one-year early exit from Manly starting from 2016. Uh, were there any other teams interested in your signature and what made you put pen to paper with the Sharks? Um, th there was a few teams, but um, mainly it was going through a a change of coach and yeah, yeah. and things like that. And and Trent Barrett, I was just honest, I just rang him up and I said, look, I've got one more year left, but um, Sharks are offering me two years to yeah. you know come now. And um, if I'm in your plans, I'm willing to stay here and work hard and, you know. And um, he said, look, man, if, if you can go, you, you, you go. Yeah. And But if not, then I'll be happy to have you. And um, at the time, it just felt, you know, I had a meeting with um, Shane Flanagan and mm. he felt really um, energetic and I loved his energy about the meeting we had. And and I thought, you know, this, this, this could be a new home for me. And um, there was a spot ready for me, but unfortunately, things don't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was the best time to go. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I thought I'd take the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so in 2016, uh, you were part of the Premiership drought ending season with the Sharks. Uh, you were, the boys named you a vital part of the Cronulla squad, 
after filling in for Captain Paul Gallant in the semis. What was it like being a part of Cronulla's uh, history and helping the squad, um, you know, reach the final and end that, end that drought? Yeah, it's, it's an awesome feeling, bro, because um, obviously it felt like uh, the pressure was on Cronulla to win something. They hadn't yeah. won anything for a long time. Mm. And the whole town was behind, you know, the squad. But at the same time, everyone was pay- playing the best of their, their careers. You know, yeah. you had old guys playing, you know, 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And you had the young guys just killing it, you know. And um, just to see everything, you know, and, and learn. And, and obviously I missed out and and watched them. But, um, man, yeah. that, that loss, you know, me missing out that grand final and, and seeing everything, the next year I come to cast and we made a grand final. So yeah. I went from, yeah. from from missing a grand final to playing in one. And and unfortunately we lost, but mm. I just kind of felt like I had a bit of a, a, an edge because um, I just witnessed it as a player not in it and then to, to actually live it and do it. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the 2016 season, you decided to sign with the Cast Tigers on a two-year deal. What made you leave the Sharks, and why did you decide to choose Cast as your next club? Look, I've always wanted to come to the UK as a young kid. Yeah. Like I said before, you know, my my uncle's always leaving New Zealand, and they'll get on planes and go into France and UK to play. Yeah. So I thought, man, why? Yeah, I wanted to do that one day. So I always wanted to come to the UK. I just didn't know where, and yeah, um, yeah but apparently. Cass, Cass won me after my first year in 2014. Okay. But um, at that time, you know, there was clubs in Australia that wanted me and I thought just to stay in Australia. But um, yeah, yeah that, that year after I missed their grand final, um, mm. Cass came in again and I thought, look, um, there's this certain um, visa things that you need to, to be doing in NRL to come over to, yeah. to yeah. you know, get a visa. And at that time I was playing and anything under 50 percent nrl games um you could miss out your opportunity to come here All right. so there's a lot of criteria that you need to follow and yeah and at that time i thought this was an awesome time to come mm. um yeah and my family i thought we were ready and um yeah we okay. were yeah uh, so in your debut season with the tigers you played in the 2017 super league grand final like you said uh unfor- unfortunately you lost out to the leeds rhinos uh, is the atmosphere at a finals game in England different compared to the atmosphere uh, down under? Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Man, I, I never had a, I've never had a song before, and I got here and they already had a song for me. Yeah, you know? and to yeah. hear that in like the atmosphere starts before the game. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you hadn't even done the warm up, and and then the the, the atmosphere is there. You know what I mean? The warm up has got energy. Yeah, and um, yeah. So the, you know, there's a lot of um, and the the, the stadium's a bit smaller here. Where mm-hmm. I mean, at the jungle, it's real tight, so like you can hear yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. and everyone's so close to the ground. Yeah, but um, yeah, you can't explain like at the jungle. It's 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 different. You can't compare it to anything really. Um. But um, yeah, definitely the England atmosphere is, is very different to Australia, um, and um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the next year in 2018, Cass had an outstanding season, uh, finishing in third place and making the playoffs. By this point, had you adjusted to the English lifestyle? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think I adjusted before I got on the plane. 
I knew yeah. I, I knew what uh, I had one of my best mates at Wakefield T Arena, and um, yeah. he was telling me everything over the phone. So like. The moment I got here, uh, he really told me what's the worst thing about England, what's the best thing about England, and what's the hardest things. So mm-hmm. in my in my head, I, I just wrote all these goals down back in Australia, and I and I want to to achieve these things, and all these these goals had my mind on on them. So like everything around England and whatever I had to deal with that was tough, it was already beaten before I got off the plane. Yeah, and um, yeah, I love England now. You know, I, I love the people here, I love the opportunities I have, and I love what, 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 what this country brings for me, my family, and also this town. Yeah, so uh, obviously the weather in England is a bit different to Australia. Did that put you off uh, in your first few games? Nah, nah. I played in the Boxing Day game. It was sunny as, but it was freezing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, nah. Okay. Nah, uh, I was sweet. I was just, yeah, I was just excited to play, put on the jersey and that. Yeah, 100%. So, having played in both NRL and Super League um, careers, um, would you say there is a large skill gap between the NRL and Super League? Uh, and if so, what would you say needs to be done in order to expand the game in the UK? Did you say skill gap? Yeah, between the NRL and Super League. No, the skill. Yeah, I don't. I think the the the, the games. Everyone says rugby is rugby, but. Yeah, I think the game is different over here, and, yeah, yeah. and and you could be a a class player in RL, and that doesn't mean that you'll come here and be the best player in Super League. Yeah, but then we yeah. have seen that happen as well. But what mm. I'm saying is, it depends what role you play, depends what team you go to in England. Where in Australia, I feel like you could go to any team and you could find your way and yeah. play well. Yeah, where in England, certain teams play different. Mm. Um. You know, and depending on what team you go to, you, you could it could help your game or it could it could defeat the um, defeat your strengths in the game. So yeah, um, yeah don't if you're trying to compare them, it's hard to compare whether one's harder than the other mm. because it depends on the player. Yeah, would you say the game in Australia is more developed compared to over in the UK? When you say developed, I think it's more in the spotlight. It's more yeah, out there. Yeah. It's on papers more. It's on news. You you're on the news more. You you're all over the TV. We're here. Mm. Football's the main sport. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's what probably makes it different, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's more relaxed here too, you know. Mm. It's more relaxed here. So uh, it's hard. It's a tough one. It's a yes. tough one. But yeah, it's, it, it, I think Super League looks smaller because of the social media stuff and and, yeah, and the yeah. amount of attention it gets. Yeah, uh, I think if Super League went to Australia, it would be just as big as NRL. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so last season, Cass fell short of the glorious grand, grand final in the playoffs uh, once again. What improvements did Cassford need to make when it comes to the playoffs in order to take home uh, the trophy that every team craves? Um, I think we need to get to them big games as the first step, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone can play good, but you gotta you gotta get that top four. Um, one, for for us, our our play every time we've gone to big games, we we haven't played like our best. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think if we're all playing our best, mm-hmm. we we win. We win. Any, but I feel like every time we've we've gone there, you know. 
there's there's been too many performances that are aren't, aren't up to scratch and yeah. that hurts us at the end yeah uh so this season has been a strange one with of course coronavirus cancelling the season for about four or five months uh cast didn't have the best of seasons like you said earlier on or, although they did make some great signings uh, such as danny richardson and gareth o'brien etc uh do you think the cancellation of the season and no fans had a large impact on your season Yeah, I mean, we were flying before lockdown, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, look, man, like I said it before, you know, the, the things we can control and that's performing well and preparing well and, 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 and putting us in a position to win. Yeah. And um, I... Oh, we lost you then, sorry. Um, so being a crucial part of the Cast Tigers squad, uh, what are you and the team looking at uh, putting in place for next year? Look, yeah, we're we're just we're just looking to to, to strengthen our our belief system, our our habit, you know, to to make us um, durable during asking a lot from our senior this year. A lot, a lot better, you know. Um, mm. Also, just keeping everyone kind of let us down this year. Too many guys not playing and key players not playing as well. So, yeah, he's the coach has already drawn a picture of what it looks like and what we need to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited for that. And um, look, um, it's going to all these rule changes. Um, and and that's what's what makes it more exciting. I think there's going to be more tries and stuff like that. And um, yeah. it's entertaining for you guys. So, I just can't I can't wait to to get in with the boys and 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 get these boxes ticked. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to see what Cast can come up with next year. Uh, so to finish off the podcast, as always, we'll do some quick fire questions. Uh, so let's get started. Question one. Which is better, English or Australian food? Australia. <laughs> okay. Uh, question two. Would you rather win a Challenge Cup or a Super League Grand Final? Like... Grand Final. Uh, question three. Which do you prefer, McDonald's or KFC? KFC. All the players you've played with, uh, who's the first time on pint after a match? Uh, probably Mass. Nathan Messi. All right. Uh, question five: Would you rather play rugby league against the Sydney Roosters squad from the last few years or the St. Helens squad from the last few years? <laughs> um, um, Roosters so we can go to Australia and play at their home ground yeah good decision uh, and finally question 6 which player from the past or present era would you like to have played with um, oh Joe Nolomi he's like one of the he's an all black yeah um, but probably um, Les 
All right, yeah. Hello, Kai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. thanks very much for That's joining That's probably the only English player I knew before coming, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, before we finish off the podcast, do you have anything you'd like to say to any of the young Appreciate listeners who are trying to make it in the world of rugby league? Yeah, um, do what you can and do it the best that you can. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you back out on the pitch next season and can't wait to see what the Tigers can produce in the 2021 season. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us uh, and I hope to see you again soon. Cheers and all the best. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like, yeah. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't